going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the AJ and Joe Show. Coming to you Friday, the 9th of April, in person, live. First time in six months we've done this in person. Live. Been doing it over the Zoom. Coming at you live. I want to get this uh, shout out out real quick. Um, so uh, Saturday, April the 17th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Alchemy Wellness, uh, Education and Apothecary. They're going to be hosting an event with uh, Bud and Eddie. They're New Mexico medical marijuana consultants. They'll be doing uh, a medical cannabis card event. And uh, so all cancer diagnoses are going to be free. Renewals are 40 bucks. New patient, 75 bucks with medical records. And PTSD screenings, $100. Um, go check it out. I know what you're thinking, Joe. Weed's legal now. Not so fast, motherfucker. She ain't signed the bill yet. It's been sitting on her desk for about a week. Pen's drying up. Um, but yeah, um, when it does pass next year, you will have the benefits, um, more benefits, I should say, if you do have your medical card on top of uh, it being recreational, you won't have to pay taxes, you'll have access to higher concentration, so on and so forth. Um, so go get your uh, medical cannabis card. They'll be doing that event, like I said, Saturday, April 17th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The address is 2441 San Pedro Northeast. That's Alchemy Wellness. Um to set up your appointment, you can call area code 575-909-2378, or you can visit www.alchemy-wellness.org. Go check it out, support local, and yeah, get it done. Sounds good. I will be there. You will be there. <laughs> what time's your appointment? I believe it's at 11. Okay, nice. Yes, sir. But, uh, but yeah, man, what's going on? Well... Not much though. I'm just, the weather's been kind of wild with the wind, but it's been nice enough to get out and about. But yeah, nothing too much new. Easter had a nice Easter. Easter's, yeah, that was nice. Um, hung out with the family. What else did I do? Cooked. Just been cooking quite a bit actually. Yeah, for the family and got some family in town. Just been cooking. Nice, nice. That's it. How about you? Ah, same old shit, man. Work keeping me busy. <clears throat> hustle. Uh, hustle hard. Um, yeah, man. That's about it. Um, fucking, uh, since the last podcast, all this shit's been going on with DMX. I wanted to touch on that Ooh. real quick. Some sad shit, man. So, um, as of today, this morning, I, you know, I check on it every day to check the status because then if something serious were to happen, you know, it'd be in the news or whatever, but. So I don't know if you saw this, but they did the neurological exam on him to see what his brain activity was like because he's been in a coma. And for those who don't know, he had um, found out three heart attacks when he overdosed. And he's been in the in the ICU in a coma. Um, it's it's unfortunate, but they said that there's no change in his in his brain activity. So he's pretty much in a vegetative state and. Um, his family's gonna have to make a, a difficult decision, you know. That's crazy, man. Um, wow. So I'm guessing he's on life support. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> that's that's crazy. It sucks, man. Um, you know, we grew up listening yeah, to that. He's badass. Fuck man. yeah, man. His first five albums were all fucking just hitters, you know. Um, you know, he had kind of he had fallen off as far as his music had gone, you know. Um, and he had been in like a lot of trouble with the law and drugs and it's, it's I sad. thought he was kind of making a little comeback kind of like in it, the last few it, years. It seemed, it seemed like it, he did that versus with Snoop. Remember last year, like right when the, I think it was like right when the pandemic kicked off, but that versus series with Snoop. Um, Cause um, if I can remember correctly, he went, he did some, he went off some, on some grand theft auto shit. Like when he got in trouble, I remember mm, when we were back yeah, in the day the yeah. first time. And I thought he was just like that, you would have thought he was just crazy after that, but then you know he made his slowly but surely started making his way back into the the limelight. But man, that's why it's like so sad to hear this because it's like shit. I thought he was um 
you know, you never know. I don't want to say I thought he was doing good, but I'm like, cause that sounds like that's a little odd. You know, that's, that's not, that's a gray area is what I mean. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, it's not black and white. Someone's doing good. So they're just never going to party or nothing like that. But I just, I thought he was kind of like that, that end of it was behind them at least. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, everybody battles their demons, but it's like, I'm saying, cause he's getting old. You know, when you get old, I know with me, my body can't handle stuff the same. So I just don't do it. You know what I mean? But it's like shit. Yeah, I watched an interview with him. Uh, it was an older interview, but it was him talking about <clears throat> when he was young. I forget exactly how old he said he was, but his mentor in in the music game when he was like first about to start coming up in it um, is the one who introduced him to fucking drugs, man. He like fucking basically gave him a blunt and... DMX thought it was just weed, but it was laced with fucking crack. And, like, that basically set off his entire fucking drug addiction right there. And he was talking in this interview, he was talking about how um, he never understood how somebody he looked up to so much could fuck him over so badly, you know, just not not even giving a fuck, you know. It's really sad. Yeah. Crazy. But, um, but yeah. Um, um, that's trip that, uh. Because it's funny when I was watching social or when I was reading social media, at first they made it sound really bad when it came out, and then all of a sudden I saw some post. It's like his lawyer says he's breathing on his own or some weird shit again. And then, but yeah. then I thought that sounded kind of funny because you know you never hear the real shit. Yeah. <clears throat> but then now I have been hearing that he's been you know it's pretty bad. And then with what you just said, it's like damn. Yeah, his uh, his manager. And a uh, long time, like close confidant is the one who's been like updating it with the legit information. Cause you're right. There's been a bunch of bullshit stories about like how he already passed and like all this crazy shit out there. And you, you know, you can't believe anything, but um, his manager has been the one who's been like updating with the accurate information. I guess all of his kids, he has 15 kids Wow, all came in from, I guess they live all around the country or whatever. They all came in to, you know, see him. So like, it, it seems like it's like, you know, it's getting to the end, which, God, and I mean, it doesn't matter, but, like, things hit my head. Like, I guess I wonder what what, a drug he OD'd on, and then I wonder, like... Yeah. You know, you could think all kinds of mixed feelings about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, Just sad, though, I guess. It is, because he was uh, such a talent, and even when he started acting in those... And, you know, he did a few flicks, and he was good, man. He was was, was fucking... I watched that just the other day, because it's on... They play it all the time on... uh, Exit Wounds, or... Yeah, well, Exit Wounds and then um, Cradle to the Grave. Um, He had a small part in Romeo Must Die. Um, Belly. I mean, God, you know, he was uh, a decent actor. Yeah. Um, That is wild. And when you think about it, so it's crazy to think that. So he's not dead. He's still, his body is there, but he's not, he's gone already, right? Like, pretty much. Like, it's like, man, it's crazy to have the vessel. Mm-hmm. And I guess that we've just come that far in technology, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we can keep that that body running like a machine with a machine, but there's the lights are on, but nobody's home. Basically, I mean? yeah. I mean, his respiratory system, I mean, he's hooked up to life support, so I'm assuming he's hooked up to a, a ventilator that's breathing for him. His heart's still beating. Probably, it's, wow. probably, it's probably damaged pretty bad from the three heart attacks, but they did a neurological exam and they, there's no, nothing's firing in the brain. So he's basically like a vegetable. So, yeah. So I, I guess like, so when someone's in a coma, but they're still there, like mm-hmm. their, their conscious mind's running still, huh? Like they're, they dream. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How, like, you know how your conscious mind never turns off? Like, uh, so they could probably, what I'm saying is, I guess there's a lot more firing off on someone who's not a, in yeah. a vegetative state. I, I would just in a I, I would I would imagine so. I'm not you know I don't. You're not a neurologist. Neurologist. <laughs> neurologist. There you go. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would make sense to me because like you know, there's people that come out of comas that have been in comas for a long time, and they're just like they're you know everything's working. So, um, yeah, man. So that's uh, it's too bad. Shitty. Um. And then that he has that much kids and all that. That's another just whole other issue. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Wow. It sucks to see. Um, it bothers me when I see uh, like talent like that go to go to waste, so to speak. You know, like he. Um, 
you know, he could have he could have done so much more than he, than what he I mean, what he did was awesome. Amazing music career, like we said, acting. But, you know, there was still so much potential. That he might not have ever been able to fulfill, you know. Yeah, that's just like a whole nother. That's a whole nother like podcast. I could even go on about that because like I've recently been seeing these videos and I don't know if it's because I watched one. So now they're all popping up, you know, Mm -hmm. but like that happened to so many musicians, bro, like in the 90s that I didn't even realize because I guess because I didn't listen to that genre of music, but like Alice in Chains and that's just one that I've seen recently. But like um, all the lead singers, bro, to like a good handful of them. I mean, it happens. Yeah. But like I said, yeah, that can that's that's wild that that I don't know it's like unexplained. It's uh, well, there has to be some kind of uh, like pattern or correlation there, you know that Definitely, that I that um, you know, you see with actors too, you know, look at like Chris Farley or uh, Belushi, um, you know, talented motherfuckers that just. Uh, they can't keep it on the tracks, you know. They yeah, uh, it could be more than one thing, you know, like yeah, the fame, the drug, you know what I mean, like drugs, yeah. fame, uh, mental illness, depression. Yeah, yeah, that all seems to be um, factors, you know. Like if you look, if you delve deep into it, it seems like those those common denominators are always there, you know. And a lot of times they all run full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about that all the time. Whenever I see Chris Farley in anything, I'm like, that motherfucker was like, the sky would have been the limit for him, you know, if he could have, uh, if he didn't have the issues he had. So talented, so funny. Yeah. Um, then you get into like, though, like in me, in my head, it's like, then you get into though, it's like, so do they act like that though normally or is everything having a factoring into how they're performing and everything? You know what I mean? Like, so like them as a whole, like a person, like when they say, Oh, you have to accept a person, how they come. Like sometimes people are just local. They do drugs. They're crazy. They're, you know, but that all kind of, I don't want to say it's good because it's not good, but all that contributes to the person they are. So Mm -hmm. that's, that in turn contributes to their fame, to their acting, to yeah. it all comes to make them who they are. So what I mean is like you could get sober and then you're just like, you're not as funny no more, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it goes both ways. I don't think it's, it's straight down the line on that. Cause you know, you see it sometimes where the drugs and all that really fuck up their career and they're not the same, you know what I'm saying? Or I've, I've heard that like a lot of the rock musicians, you know, they, they would be on heroin and they'd just be, tearing it up on the guitar because they were so in the fucking zone you know like it helped their music so to speak even though it was fucking killing them at the same time you know um that's fucking crazy yeah i had heard some shit too like i heard like uh stephen king when he did all his best books he's just doing mad cocaine yeah yeah i've heard that all fucking day long i've heard that from the moment he woke up like he had his routine bro (laughs) yeah Wrote The Shining on that shit. And he was Classic. filthy rich, like, with... I mean, he just had unlimited resources, so it's like... Yeah, he was a crazy alcoholic, too. Like, I don't know if he turned off the drugs and turned on the alcohol at one point, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn this off, we're gonna turn this on, and then we're gonna have a good time. <laughs> yeah, that just up. sounds funny. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he was doing it all at the same time. Who fucking knows? A lot but, of times, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fascinating. That's a whole nother... Um, thing you can get into there. I had some good research in there. So we had had a conversation uh, about a week and a half ago off the podcast about um, sleep paralysis, and yeah. I know you said you did some uh, did some deep diving on that. So yeah, because like so, I've heard stories of sleep paralysis um, mm-hmm. from a good friend of mine. Her name is Jocelyn, and uh, she would tell me, and it's almost like a joke to me when someone's explaining it to me. Now it's not because I understand it, but before okay. it's almost like when you don't understand something, you know, it's like you don't understand it. So you shouldn't really have an opinion on it. But me right away, I'm like, she's telling me the story about how she's like paralyzed and she can't move. And she's like, there's a ghost in the corner or, you know, she's feeling a presence or, you know, you're just, and she's just like totally freaking out. And mm-hmm. uh, to me, it's comical almost right off the bat i'm like what do you mean like well get your ass up you know what i mean or like get up 
or uh, do I don't know. You know, it's just like. Well, if you haven't experienced it, then yeah, you have no, you don't know how to under, you don't know what that feeling's like. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I, I've never, I dream, but I've never felt that. And then, so she would tell me that. And it's funny because like, uh, it would even be like a joke between me and her. So like, cause we work together. So it's like, say what she told me this, uh, this funny story or, or it's funny to me. She told me about a sleep paralysis <laughs> story this yeah. one day. Right. Okay. And a couple of days later, she has another story, right? And then, like, here comes the next week. She's like, chef, she's like, I got it. Uh, this happened to me again. And she starts telling me, and it's almost, I'm just like, oh, here we go, Jocelyn and her dreams. You know, that's, so I'm just like, you know, like, almost like, yeah. it's just an inside joke. I'm just, and, but to her, I guess it's really real, you know? And then the other, the other day, you told me your story. Mm-hmm. And you... I know you uh, well, like we grew up together. So it's like, I know you're not going to, I'm not saying she's lying, but mm-hmm. like, I know you're a kind of even kind of serious kind of person too. So I know like, it's like, it must've been like for some legit shit. You know what I mean? If you're telling the story about it. So I'm just like, um, well, that's crazy that it happened to her that often. That would, that yeah. might, that might like, that might cause issues with myself if it happened that often. Cause so like I had that incident happen the other day and I'll get into it real quick. So, um, my sleep's been kind of fucked up as you know, um, you know, insomnia and shit. So maybe that might've played a factor into it. I don't know. And you work odd schedules. Yeah. To me, it's probably hard to get a sleeping schedule. Yeah. So on on my day off, I, I wake up, and I'm like half asleep, half awake. Like I feel like it's kind of like a dream state, but I'm able to, I'm in my room. I can tell like, but it's like everything like is real cloudy, like, like, um, like through a filter. And it sounds like you're in the further or what's it called? In the, uh, the, in from stranger things, the, the upside down or, um, I'm thinking of insidious. Oh shit. Don't tell me that, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the further fuck up <laughs> the upside down was bad um <laughs> um so i'm like like in and out of it but i'm i'm aware enough that i know that i'm like awake for the most part you're in your room and i'm in my room i'm laying down flat on my you're back in the world <laughs> and i see what i can only describe as as a like a woman in the corner of my room by the door, just standing. No, I don't do that. It'll cause this shit to start reoccurring on me. Um, oh, shit. Um, so I can see her standing in the corner. I can't make out any, like, facial features. She's wearing a white dress. That's all I can tell. And she's just standing there looking at me. And I can't fucking move. I, my, my body is just dead like i feel like i want to move and get up and deal with what i'm fucking seeing and i feel a heaviness on my chest it feels like something's weighing on my chest very heavy like i'm not breathing properly and like really the only thing i can move is my eyes wow and that goes on <laughs> freaky, man. that goes on for like about who i mean it felt maybe like 30 45 seconds and then I kind of like snap out of it and my breathing gets normal. She's not there anymore. The filter's <laughs> gone. Like I'm awake. I'm fully awake. But And I know it wasn't a dream because I can, you know, you can kind of tell. Yeah. And, and that's only happened to me maybe once or twice in my life years and years ago. Not the same seeing a woman in the corner or whatever, but just that feeling of, being stuck in your body your my brain was working my eyes were working but i could not move my body like it gives me a feeling like that's what it would feel like if you were paralyzed or something from like that's the scariest fucking thing to me so there's a reason for that okay so the mind is a powerful fucking thing bro okay which we all know but Mm -hmm. so this is the part that i never understood that i'm just like so how is this like what what i don't you know you can't move like you're awake you can't what, what does that mean so there's stages of sleep okay you got um awakening REM sleep and you got stage one through stage four and so through your sleep at night like look at it on a bar graph bar graph if you had REM sleep 
one through four stages of sleep, the bar graph is going up and down. So say you hear a loud noise at night, you, you're going to go out of your stage four sleep and you're going to like almost be awakening. So you go back into your REM sleep. <clears throat> so REM sleep is when you're like <clears throat> almost half awake and half asleep still. So what can happen is the dream world and the real world collide. But also what happens is when you're in your REM REM, rapid eye movement is what it stands for. When you're in your REM sleep, your brain sends signals to your legs, your arms, and your spine and everything not to move. Okay. So th that helps. So the reason for that is because, so you don't hurt anybody when you're in dream, when you're in a real dream. Okay. So like, you know, when you're, so you're not fucking hitting your wife or some shit and then you're <laughs> fighting some fucker in, yeah. your, in your dream. Yeah. So it's all happens for a reason. So your body shuts down, shuts, shuts itself down. But what happens is when you're having um sleep paralysis is you're in your REM sleep, your, your brain is signaling to your body not to move because you're in a dream, but you're awake. So the, it's you're half and half. You're half in your 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 sleep and you're half in your awakening, but your brain is sending signals to your body not to move. But the crazy thing about it is that this has been happening since forever. There's records of this happening since you know the 10th century. But uh another crazy thing about it is it's not racist. Every ethnicity it happens to, and there's stories about it happening. Okay. There's two kinds though. So there's some people that have it when they're starting to fall asleep and i guess it could happen to him mm -hmm. so that's a uh, hypnagogic it's called so that's your pre your pre-sleep just before you fall asleep it could happen to you and then you have what happened to you that's hypno hypnopampic is what that's called hip hypnopampic okay um so that's post or after awakening okay um there could be some things that uh um, that contribute to it. Mm -hmm. Um, going back though, so your brain also has a a spot in the brain. It's called the amig amig amygdala. Amygdala, yeah. So that's where your anxiety and your fear come from. Okay. And for some reason, when you're in your REM sleep and you're having a sleep paralysis, something happens in your brain where it activates your uh, amygdala, and so while you're in this state of sleep paralysis, your anxiety and your fear are, are, are firing off in your brain. Okay. All right. Um, so it could be genetics. Um, it could be sleep disorders. Um, stuff as simple as sleeping on your back or in your case, not enough sleep or jacked up sleep schedules. Okay. Um, also people that have narcolepsy, um, have that quite often. And I guess narcolepsy is, uh, sleeping, um, unstoppable sleep in the daytime. Like on Deuce Bigelow. Remember? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also of course, poor mental health and mm -hmm. drugs, but yeah. Um, um, so how do you explain the lady in white standing in the corner of my room? <laughs> okay. So you're halfway in a dream. Mm -hmm. So in your conscious, in your unconscious mind, you're dreaming about that crazy bitch in your room. You're still in your rim state of sleep. So your brain's telling your body not to move, but somehow your brain is still almost waking up. So it's like I brought part of my dream into the real world. Almost like the dream world and the real world collide. God damn. <laughs> should be a, is there a movie on this shit? <laughs> there should be a movie on that, man. That's yeah. I mean, I wouldn't doubt if there's uh, documentaries. But yeah, so just doing this research though, and now I wrapped my head around it. So I'm like, that makes sense that your brain is telling your body it can't move because your brain does crazy shit. Oh yeah. Um. Well, that all makes sense. And like, okay, so going back to the part where you said when you're in your right when you fall asleep, that's when it always seems like you have the you know when you have that feeling like you're falling and then you hit the bed, you like jump, you like. Is, I wonder if that's okay, tied into so that. I've looked into that before because so that would happen to me. And um, I don't feel it like I fell, but um, I do get that. So you know how crazy this is going to blow your mind. I don't even know if you're going to believe me, but you can do your research. So what what's happening there, bro, is you're falling asleep. Maybe you're real tired or whatever that you're falling mm -hmm. asleep too fast. 
So your body thinks you're dying. That's legit. And it like shocks you awake? Yeah. No shit. That makes sense. So you fall asleep so fast that your body thinks you're dying, bro. And so it jolts you up. God damn. And you can Google that. That's, That's totally, that, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, because that would happen to me and you know, you know, when, uh, it would happen to me a lot when I was working two jobs and I would take a nap between the two jobs and I would go home and I'd be on my recliner mm-hmm. and, um, well, you know, you get that jolt, you know, when you're falling mm-hmm. asleep. And so I, um, I was happening to me quite often. So I looked into it and you're falling asleep so fast. Your body thinks that you're freaking dying. That's nuts. Yeah. That shit can, yeah, some crazy shit to think about. Have you ever um, been around anybody who has like sleep apnea, like bad sleep apnea? What's that? So that's when you uh, basically you... Sleepwalk? No, no. So this is like with your respiratory system. Oh, so you're... Um, okay. You basically, you're a mouth breather, so to speak. You don't breathe through your nose and you, uh, like if you're, it happens to people that are typically overweight. Um, yeah, Okay basically um you stop breathing have you ever seen somebody no. who has bad okay so um it's a trip because you'll actually you can actually like sit there and like see it like you'll you, you won't the, their breathing will stop and it it can go for as long as like five ten seconds and then it catches it goes and they'll go <gasps> and like but they're still asleep that's crazy that's scary as fuck and like that's why people have the sleep apnea machine because your sleep apnea machine is basically forcing air down your fucking nose and mouth. Wow, dude! So like that's happened to me. Um, mm-hmm. Like I think, and so with me, you know, I have my asthma. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. maybe I've been having an asthma attack when I. But I've been I've woke up because I've I'm not breathing. Yeah, right. yeah. And I wake up and I gotta like get up and I hit my inhaler mm-hmm. and then I'm good. I can fall back asleep and then I'm good. So yeah. that's that's maybe a little different, but it's kind of like the no, same feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's it's similar. Yeah, so I think it's, it's just scary. as general. You your your breathing's interrupted while you're sleeping. Yeah, you know, um, Stephen Stevan, my little cousin, he uh, his tonsils were like too big. So he, they had to remove his tonsils, but like he had a real bad problem with that when he was sleeping, like he couldn't get breathing right. And was stuff. he snoring too? Snoring real bad. Yeah. And then like when he got a little bit sick, like in, you know, a little inflammation in his throat, he couldn't breathe. Yeah. And, but so they they went in there and, uh, you know, took care of it. And now he's, he hasn't, you know, he's cherry, but that's, could be a lot of contributing factors, but I know overweight, you know, and stuff like that, you know, that, that stuff mm-hmm. that, that can definitely contribute. But yeah, no, nah, man, sleep is fascinating. Like you can go so many different avenues when you're looking into that shit. So they did say that it's totally, totally, completely different from night terrors and stuff like that. This the sleep yeah. paralysis got some crazy shit. Some night terrors. Yeah, bro. that's a yeah. That, that could be a whole nother thing. Whole nother. Or sleepwalking too. That stuff trips so, me out. I used to sleepwalk when yeah. I was when I was a kid. That's crazy, bro. And they'd that's have scary. They'd have to like. Watch, let me get into this. I think I probably told you the story, not on the podcast, but when I was when we were younger. But um, but I used to sleepwalk when I was a kid, like pretty frequently. What they, age? Around um like it was, I'm talking it, eight, three. It, it was six. yeah, it was before my parents were divorced. So it was uh um, kindergarten, right? Um, I'd say between the ages of three and five, three and okay. six. So get this, my dad, when he was that same age. He used to sleepwalk bad. One day, they my my grandparents they had a house there on um, is El Pinto on Fourth or Second? It's on Fourth. Okay, so right across from El Pinto and just down a little bit, they had that's the house they grew up in. My dad and his brothers. That's a nice, nice area. Um, well, this is you know it was a tiny little house. They've Mark. they've since torn it torn that house down but uh it was right there on the street like right on the street like you walk out the door maybe 10 feet is uh fourth street and um and one night uh my dad got up walked out the front door at that age and they found him sitting out in the middle of just sitting in fourth in the middle of fourth street they happened to hear the fucking something you know it's weird how that shit works when you're a parent something wakes you up because you feel like something's wrong yeah. front door was wide open he's just sitting out in fucking fourth street he's lucky to get hit by a fucking car i wouldn't i wouldn't be having this podcast with you today Crazy. but <laughs> uh but yeah so that shit has to be and i've heard i've heard 
from multiple people that that deal with sleepwalking that it's like uh, genetic because their their parents one of their parents did it as well or their brothers and sisters did it yeah and um that makes sense and there's some people that don't do it at all right most people right yeah yeah i'd say it's definitely in the minority the people that sleepwalk but um what gets me is when you hear that crazy story of an adult doing crazy shit and then with, on Ambien. Those sleeping, those sleeping drugs, man. Go cruising, go fucking do all kinds there's, of shit. Um, back home. There's a story that I uh, Rogan's told it on his podcast because you know Rogan's good friends with Kevin James, right? Yeah. So Kevin James, this was years ago. He he took an Ambien for sleep, <laughs> and he cooked. Um, I can hear him telling. And the story. he. Uh, he got up and cooked a full fucking like Thanksgiving style oh, meal. That <laughs> <laughs> that's your instinct to go yeah, cook something. You know what I mean. Yeah. So he went and cooked a whole meal, sat at the table and ate it. Went back and laid down and fucking woke up in the morning and he woke up and all this shits out. The fucking stove's on. Fucking that's crazy. Half the food's eaten. Didn't remember a single fucking thing about it. Because that's a long period of time, you know. <laughs> that's a lot of shit to do, you know. Um, but yeah, um, people kill people supposedly do got crimes, bro. Yeah. Imagine rob a bank. Imagine if you fucking woke up on the ambient, you know, so like you don't remember, blazed out all fucking sick, went back to sleep, and then you're screwed because you had to take a drug test in a couple of days or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, dog. That's yeah, that's a yeah. Imagine that's kind of like your. People drive their cars and shit. Like, drive to the That's store. Weird. How the fuck you decipher like what lane you're in and shit at that point? It's like you're all. It's all instinct yeah. or something. Like, no, well, something's there that's awakened, but something's off that has you. But but these people don't remember any of it though. When you look at those those uh, sleeping pill stories, the common thing is they never remember what they did. Well, that's happened to me one time. Um, I think I might have even told the story on the podcast. I uh, I took a sleeping pill. Um, I guess my cousin or so then I woke up the next day and I went to go to work and I realized someone had been in my car. Um, and I asked my cousin when I had gotten home and she told me, yeah, I, I went in your room, woke you up, asked if I could borrow your Jeep. You said yes, gave me the keys. Mm-hmm. and fell back to sleep and like i know she i know it had to be true because she wouldn't have just took my car without permission yeah so and then but i just don't remember any of that so that's the last time i took something for sleep and i just i don't even like to take nyquil or anything since that Mm-mm. yeah yeah man for real though because if you can do that if i was capable of waking up getting my keys telling her yes yeah, she could take my car and giving her the keys i could be capable of doing anything else Pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary. I mean, you don't, yeah, that that not having control, you know, that, yeah. of your actions, that's, uh, yeah. That could fucking lead to some crazy shit, you know, potentially. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, man, but that's really fascinating. Oh, yeah. You can, I mean, you can look, I mean, you can go for hours looking at all that crazy shit, man. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe one day it'll. It'll happen to me, and then I'll say, you know what? There it is. Now I get it. And you'll regret making fun of uh, your friend. Yeah. It's uh, it's not a <laughs> poor Pinky. <laughs> it's not a. It's like you said how um that uh the the I was gonna say the medulla oblongata. That medulla. <laughs> uh, the amygdala. Um, amygdala. Amygdala. Yeah. Amygdala is what it's called. Amygdala. So when I was, uh, you know, every, the few times it's happened to me, it's like an extreme stress. Like you're, like you're, what, oh, you're, you're panicked. Says, you're man. scared. Like, and uh, because you that that lack of control, you know, and then thinking about it after the after you get out of that episode. And just thinking about like that's what it would be like to be like paralyzed, like in like that would be. So I can't. Uh, so I'm sorry. I, um, there's a thing I saw online. So like to show you how frustrating it is. So um, I'll put a picture, but like so, if you put all your fingers down except for your ring finger, okay, and like this on the on a on the couch, and then you try to lift up your ring finger, they said that's what it feels like. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And that's like in a good, like, that's just like a, 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 a small example to give to somebody. Cause you feel that little bit of tension. Like you're like, you're really trying, like you're almost like shaking. Like that's what your whole body feels like, but it's not moving. And then they say the frustration kicks in. Like um, that's for people that like, are, are more conscious, I guess, or like mm-hmm. paralyzed that yeah. it's like, you're, you know, it's the frustration. Cause you're just like, you don't understand it. Yeah. Why just can't I move signal. this finger? Why can't I, you know? The signal like, isn't isn't connecting. Fucking crazy. Um, And who knows how long I was even really in that state. There's no way for me to know. It could have been longer than what I, you know, like I said, I thought it was like 30, 45 seconds, but it could have been longer. I could have been sitting there staring at that lady in the corner for a fucking hour or something. <laughs> All so crazy. <laughs> so, um, the research I did, they, they said 30 seconds to a minute. Okay. But I mean, who knows? Just staring at that, staring at that crazy Who knows, bro. Really? Imagine uh, if they're like, you could tell because of the lighting. It was like pitch black and then like yeah. the sun starts coming out. Nah, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's real. It's not a good experience, to say the least. Yeah. Well, it's all. You ain't the only one, bro. Um, damn. No, that was some good, uh, good info. Fucking, uh, want to touch on that uh well no we'll start off with some ufc shit um so you saw that that john jones it looks like he's gonna get passed over for uh for that title shot at heavyweight yes and i saw a breakdown of all the top selling pay-per-views um and john jones has never been a main event on a pay-per-view that sold over a million pay-per-view buys ever in his career so, bro, fucking Steve-O called him out. I was watching the, I was watching the, not like all crazy when I, I say that. I, I saw it, but I didn't watch it. He was on his podcast. Bro, fucking, he straight up told John, he's like, well, don't you get, like I told you the mm-hmm. other day, he's like, well, don't you get a direct, like, uh, doesn't it, don't you get paid more money, like, by, like, the, the views and all that, like, mm-hmm. all the, the pay-per-view sales? Yeah. And John Bones, like, got quiet as fuck, and he was just like, oh. Well, I wanted um, a bigger payout for the initial, but like he was like, "Yeah, that's true," but he didn't go into like, "Yeah, and and I'm I am gonna sell the most pay per views and this and that." He was just like, "It seems like he's just trying to skate by and get that payout, dog." Like I'm just yeah. like, "You gotta do your part, dog." Like fucking. So, yeah, it's a show. It's, it's a show. show, exactly. And you know. um, anytime mcgregor has a anytime mcgregor's on a card everybody on that on that whole card gets paid a little bit better because he's on it right red pan red red panty night as he calls it um so call your wife (laughs) tell her baby we did it we did it baby (laughs) um so if john was smart he would uh he would be like, I want to get on that Connor card in July when Connor's gonna be fighting Poirier. He'd be like, I want to be the the co-main event on that card, fight and whoever. Uh, fight whoever, you know, or if even want. or even set up the title fight. But it's I don't think they would do a title fight as a co-main event, not a main event, because and McGregor wouldn't budge on not being the main event. That's just how he is, you know. But like, I'm not going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he won't. He's done it in the past. He's uh... he's turned down. He's turned down dates for fights because he wasn't going to be the main event um that's just how he rolls but but he gets paid right so whatever he's doing must be working for him um that's that's when you know that you got the shit by the balls when you're the one you know when you're the shot caller and everybody mm -hmm. does what you're saying Mm-hmm. there's something behind all that you know it's the fucking they're not dumb you know what i mean they're gonna ride that money train too like no yeah he's well he's shown obviously that yeah. he's 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 a he's he knows how to make money and he makes way more money outside the ufc now with his uh whiskey company than he does fighting you know he does honestly he doesn't have to fight Dude, i heard he sold it did you hear that i heard he's well so it went public and he sold they sold the majority stake in it. So now for like a shitload of money. Like a I like just under a billion or something like that. Yeah. So he doesn't have to fight no more. You know? Um so he does still own some of it or what? I think he owns like a minority share, which means he doesn't like he doesn't own that like he can't make decisions really in the company anymore. Okay. But yeah, but to think he built it up to that that quick 
and sold it off for that much money, um, it's blown up, man. Like it's, uh, it's, I think for like the, I saw something for like the, you know, they do it by quarters in business. Right. So like for like the last, like four or five quarters, it's outsold Jameson Irish whiskey. Cause that's its main competitors. Jameson. Um, to think a company that's James has been around for probably over a hundred years. And then this proper 12 comes up and overtakes it within a few years. Well, I mean, shit, like I've never tried it. I'm interested how it tastes. I don't know. Do you like Jameson? Mm, I could drink it. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, it goes I've, down good. Yeah, it is. But, um, dude, I know that like we go through a lot of Jameson when I'd work at the club and shit mm-hmm. like that. I'm talking cause I get the orders and stuff mm-hmm. like that's like a fuck. So what I mean is, is yeah. So that's some big shit. If you're selling more, outselling Jameson, you know you're rolling in the dough. You know. But uh, but anyway, back to the back to the shit, man. It's like I don't get where his mind's at because obviously, like you said, Steve-O called him out. He had nothing to say. He knows that his pay per views don't sell. He's just psychotic, bro. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's my new favorite word after watching that guy last night. Psychotic. That on yeah. the fucking uh, on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Ranch. Yeah, bro. Um, like <laughs> my mom. This guy is fucking psychotic, you know. But like, yeah. uh, that's this delusional, you know, narcissist. Just all those words yeah. come to mind. But it's just like, you know, he had a good run. But it's you know, he should be instead of making a fool out of himself, he could be such a more positive person. And uh, what I mean by that is influence and. He could be riding on the top, bro. He could be friends with all these guys that are, are you know what I mean? He goes about everything all wrong, you know what I mean? Like, in my opinion, business no. and everything. Like, you got to get along with these, like, you got to get along with these guys, man. You got to, like, fucking, you know, you got to know when to kiss ass sometimes a little bit. You got to know how to make business moves. You got to be a smart person. You got to go fucking a year without getting arrested and fucking roiding it, looking like a fool, making your company look like a fool. Um, Just, you know, yeah. He's gotten so many chances, and and obviously at this point he's not going to learn. I guess you know a so, good example. You take someone like Tyson, who everybody fucking hated. Mm-hmm. This dude was, you know, and you know I'm not trying to compare people, but that's just a small example of someone who fucked up so bad that I mean was hated. Everybody couldn't stand that fucker. Yeah, and it's like if you work on yourself, people like that even better. If you overcome that and you stay to your word and you st- stick to your guns. Yeah. You know, no, man, I love a, I love a, a comeback story. You know, who doesn't, you know, somebody that totally fucks up their life and they're able to to come back and make it right, you know, make it right for their fans, do the right thing in life and fucking turn it all around. You got to be so humble to do that, though. Humility, um, you know, you just got to like, I mean, put it all on the table. Tyson's a prime example. Michael Vick, when he came out of prison and came back and played for the Eagles and was fucking balling it up and like everybody fucking loved him because he did the right, you know, he did his time. He fucking said what he said, you know, he said what he had to say. He fucking made things right. And, um, fucking people, Iron Man. People hated him even more because of the, the fucked up shit he was doing to the dogs, What's you know? Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey. Yeah. Crazy. Nah, man. But it's like, you just be an ex- just straight just stay being an asshole it's like you know it's like yeah just think you're better than everybody but everything. so yeah i think he gets passed up and rightfully so for the way he handled the whole situation um you know if if right after that fight right after francis won if he would have came out and said i'm ready to go let's fucking do this let's get it let's get a, a deal done and left it at that negotiated in the background no don't put your negotiations out on social media you know um you know if you i think if you would have reached out to dana one-on-one and told him you know we need to work something out with this privately you know i think dana would have been more willing to work with him but when you go at it dana in public that's not the move you know i'm just i'm tired of it man i just it's whatever I don't and, even care if this fucker fights or what. Well, honestly, uh, Derek Lewis is going to be the better fight, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but there's going to have to be a next, you know, for either of them, you know, for Lewis. And, I I think you know. Jones will eventually do it, but it's not going to be right now. I think he'll he'll learn that, you know. Yeah, it'll be down the road. But he could have he could have had that now. He could have been next in line. No, yeah, I think you he's know, gonna have no, to wait. Too, it's funny because at the end of the day, it's all about publicity, and it's like he, we're talking about it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like Dana. I guess that's why Dana doesn't just let him go. You know, like 
it brings uh full circle the the drama and the there has to be a villain, I guess, you know? But So I was thinking about this the other day. You know, okay, it's you can't deny how, how talented he is, right? His fighting ability. It's funny because so when he was fighting, I wasn't watching UFC at all. There was a few years there where I stopped watching UFC, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just for different reasons. But so when he was fighting, bro, I don't even think I've – I never even seen one of his fights live ever. Okay. Is that crazy? No, it's not. But um, That's why the pay-per-views are down. Cause you ain't you ain't been watching it, Jay. Well, there's a lot of people like me, I guess. But well, no, um, you're right. But I so was thinking about this. Wrong. So, so he he is he's one of the best to ever do it, right? And when you think about that, when you think about the best to ever do it, shouldn't they be loved? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Shouldn't like? Well, that's what I mean. Like he just goes about everything the wrong way. He's just fucking, and he does it to himself. I don't understand it. It's weird. But then you look, so I don't even think people, so when you look at like a Floyd Mayweather, right? He's hated, and everybody tunes in to his fights because they want to see him lose. They'll they'll pay the money on the chance that they'll get to see Floyd Mayweather lose. People won't even do that for John Jones, if that tells you what the situation is. Like, they, like, people, I think people have written him off so much that they're like, like you said, I don't even give a fuck what he does if he fights or not. Like, that's pretty bad, you know, because if you're going to be hated, at least be hated, I guess, where people actually want to buy your shit to see you lose. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I think a lot of it has to do with, too, like we were saying, I think, like, we hear a lot about him and stuff just because we're right here in New Mexico and Albuquerque where he lives and stuff, but I think all over the world, like, even though he was the champion and stuff, people just don't even know who he is. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a big deal with pay-per-view, you know? That's why, yeah. like, that's why Connor sells all the pay-per-view, because everybody in his fucking country orders it, and then everybody, now he's a spectacle all over, you know? It's yeah. like, yeah, he's no, not he, just a straight piece of shit, you know what I mean? So he, like, he, he, trans, he transcended the sport. He, he's above the sport. You know what I'm saying? It takes a special individual to be able to be above their sport. That's how I think Mayweather is, though, too. Like, Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Even though I want to yeah. see him lose, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, fuck, I had a point. What was I going to say? Um, don't get me wrong. We've talked about this. I've talked about this a bunch. Um, the pay in MMA is bullshit for what they do, the training they put in, what they put on the line. When you look at their pay compared to fucking these other pro athletes yeah but check this out bro they know that when they're getting into it it's just like me being a yeah. chef bro you know it pays shit but you're still doing it so you that's what you do if you want to do something else then go do it you know what I mean? well no i i get that and we've talked about how if they really want to make a change they need to unionize they need to come together and be like we're just not going to fight until we're paid fairly but see that's but, what bugs me about it though is they know so why all of a sudden when they feel like it they want to fucking Act act however they want to act about it, you know. Like we, I guess it's when they think they deserve it. I don't know, I don't know man. But for John Bones to be acting like that, there's no proof in the pudding. You know what I mean? Like you said, you're like, here's the pay per view info, dog. I can't pay you that much. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, you're delusional. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. And I don't care if he fights or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so their Reebok deal just ended. Ooh, that's crazy. So it's been six years since they signed that Reebok deal. And that this kind of ties in with the pay too because they, they basically fucked the fighters because before the Reebok deal, fighters were able to have their own sponsors. They were able to go out and get their own sponsors. Fighters were making more Sports. money off their sponsorships than they were making to fight. Which was helping, you know. That's a that's a help, right? Um, but when they signed this Reebok deal, UFC said you can only wear Reebok gear. You can't have your outside sponsors, right? So the Reebok deal ended, and they have Venom, which they've been around a while. They're a combat sports company. They make gloves, shin guard, you know, headgear, apparel. Um, Never heard of it. Um, but anyway. Um, I don't know. I think the pay is going to be a little bit better for each fighter. So is that the, they did they sign a contract with Venom? 
Yeah. So UFC signed a contract with Venom starting on the fight card. The fight night tomorrow night is the first fight they're going to have where they're rocking the Venom gear. And it, it's I've seen the I've seen the uniforms. They're basically the same as what Reebok had. And Reebok's going to go down the hole again. No, well, they already are. That's why that's why UFC didn't re-up with them. Because I, I heard something about how because, you know, Adidas owns Reebok. I didn't know that. So I think Adidas is just going to kill off the Reebok brand. Yeah. Okay. But so they signed this new deal. The pay is supposed to be a little bit better than what it was Reebok, but it's still it's still garbage, you know. Um, see, like you look at Bellator or One FC, they're allowed to have their own sponsors. They got all their flash all over their their fight shorts. They got the banner behind them when they're introducing them, and it has all their sponsors. That brings in a lot of fucking money for them. Well, two, even besides, well, the money is great. Yeah, that's the main part, but like. I bet you they just get so much gear as well and all kinds of cool shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. So as when it's one person and one thing providing for everybody, it's almost like here's a box of shit, grab what you want, kinda, you know what I mean? Like that and they're they're basically getting paid while they're training for the fight, right? So you have your fight, you get paid after the fight, but when you're training for the fight, you're not making no money. So your sponsors are giving you dough to help with your training camp, help paying for paying everything. the bills, keeping the fucking lights on, gear, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. Well, not for them. Well, when that, when it's that <laughs> yeah. route. It's yeah. Dope. Yeah, for sure. And that's how it was for years until six years ago. It's all about money. Those yeah. fuckers want everything, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I found that that interesting. Uh, they just have those guys by the balls. No? They do. Unfortunately, that's how it is, man. Until yeah. they... And like we've said, it changes until they fucking unionize and they just say we're uh, we're not going to we're fight. not going to fight. Yeah. But even then, there's going to be people that are going to cross the, you know, like in anything that strike like a strike, people cross the picket line because they want to make money. They don't a, give a you fuck. You have a McGregor that says I don't give a fuck and everybody wants to watch him anyway. See, that's the thing for them to unionize and be successful. They got to have McGregor on their side. They got to have fucking fighters that are even retired you know like gsp fucking you got to have all these fuckers come together but you got to have a big name like mcgregor mcgregor would have to lead the fucking push you know um and it's crazy to think he's the only one he's the only name like that now because you know at one point brock lesnar or winning or ronda rousey yeah Yeah. that's what i'm saying that's what he transcended (laughs) the sport he doesn't the sport don't even matter anymore He, he can do whatever he wants but if he loses that fucking poirier trilogy fight in july i don't know what's gonna happen he might come in like a freight train though huh? i think he's gonna win it well we could talk we'll talk about it as it get as that gets closer it's a few months off but um i think he takes it man i think he makes the adjustments and he uh he takes it but but if he doesn't who knows what that means for him you know yeah but um but yeah um there's a fight night Saturday. Tomorrow, yeah. Um, I haven't looked at the card too close. There's nothing that really caught my eye. But um but yeah, man, going back to the um fuck there was something I was gonna talk about. Um her governor, she ain't signed the bill yet. Still chilling on her desk. What do you think that's about? I think she's gonna fucking She's going to change her mind? Uh, no, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, so I've heard just that, like what you said. Have you heard anything? Um, supposedly, because that was in a special session, right? She's been signing all the bills from um, the main session first, and then she's getting But she's going to sign it bro because she's the one who made the special session you know what i mean it's like if she didn't want it she would have just why'd she go through all that trouble you know what i mean but she knows how imp- i i think out of out of everything that's the most important important thing that people want why not knock it out right away and yeah, have a she could if i were her happy, if but... i were her i'd have a fucking press conference at the signing and be like this is going to change our state we're going to we're going to turn our economy completely around Things are going to be different in this state starting today. Like, I'd make a fucking uh, spectacle about it, you know? Like, Yeah. Well, you could think about it like that or like, because uh, you're not wrong. Sounds all right. Sounds like a good plan to me. But then I think like, well, shit, 
it's not like they can't even do shit till April anyway. So why is she going to be in a hurry to sign it? You know what yeah. I mean? Might as well just, she just got her, her priorities in her order of business, I guess. But to me, um, right off the bat, I was like, well, I mean, fuck, it's not like you can do shit until April of 22. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, it does matter though, because like on the legality standpoint, like I read that. Well, there is a deadline that she has to sign it by. Otherwise it fucking voids and they'll have to do it again. Yeah. Like, oh, she'll sign it before that. But like, but or maybe not. You know who fucking knows? I'm what just, if, what in my she, opinion. What if she pulled that? She's like, fuck it. Oh, I don't even care because I'm going to the 17th to get my fucking card. So it don't matter. <laughs> um, but, uh, or for me, you know. Yeah. But, no, what I was going to say is, is like, so I know that it's like 90 days after she does put that pin to that paper and sign that bill. Like, people are legally allowed to start growing the marijuana and shit like that. They don't have to wait till next April. So you did hear that? We had, I, yeah. Okay, because we had I had mentioned it, but I wasn't sure what so, started as soon as it signed. So yeah, so um, and I think that is also the like legal for weed and everything like that. I'm not a hundred percent, but I know on the growing standpoint that after she signs that bill, ninety days, you can start legally growing your own weed. Damn. Six plants if you're one adult household, or if you have more than one adult in your household, it's twelve plants. Damn. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, man, how this all unfolds. I'm, I'm curious. I think we're going to, we're going to get fucked in the end. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as our state, because like we were talking about all these, all these outside, all these outside companies are going to come in and just eat up the market. And, uh, especially cause everybody here is like, I don't want to say stupid, but like, it's like, we're prone to letting that happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just like one of those things, like I explained on the other podcast, you know, like it's like Walmart, you know what I mean? You're going to have a fucking couple big companies owning fucking everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Time will tell. You just got to learn on the back end how to do you. If you like, if you want to hustle, hustle it, make some money off that industry, you got to come up with something on the back end and do something special that they can't provide, you know, that other people or other companies can't provide. Yeah, that's true. Cause it like, yeah, you'd have to do your homework for sure. Cause, um, that's the thing I think that bugs me the most is cause like, that would be cool if like, you know, you and I, you know, could come up with some fucking, some money to like start up something in that industry, you know, but like somebody like you or me, you know, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's real political. It's real, uh, yeah. a lot of big money, a lot of political, a lot of, you know, who you know. And um, and now we're getting into, it's a political thing, you know? So it's like, now we're not even dealing with um, hustlers and gangsters that I know. We're dealing with fucking politicians and stuff like that. They're hustlers you know, and gangsters too. On a different the, level, yeah. but I don't know how to get my foot in the door, you know, on the political standpoint of it, you know? So it's like... No, I got you. Um, but there is a way. Where there's a will, there's exactly, a way. Exactly, bro. Yeah. But... But I already know this. Like, there's a fucking neighbor. My dad's neighbor. They own a house. They own the house, but they rent it out. Mm-hmm. Well, they're living in California right now, and he does something with the dispensaries. I don't think he owns one because they're not rich, like filthy rich, but he does something with the dispensaries, bro. And he told my dad that once it gets full legal here in New Mexico, that uh, they'll come back and move over here and stop renting the house. Okay. But, like, there's, like, a prime example of, like, the shit we're talking about of these people moving over here just to fucking make money off of the fucking weed. It's like... Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, and it sucks, and it kind of makes me feel like uh, like I'm bitching, you know? Like, like, well, why can't New Mexico natives, you know, people that have lived here their whole lives, why can't we get a piece? But I, I mean, we can. You just got to fucking figure it out and hustle. But I, well, I guess what bothers me is it should be easier, you know? We should have first come, first serve. Yeah, on, and then on what that they business. do is, like, then they just make the permits and the stuff like that so expensive that only big companies and big corporations could pay for it you know exactly but but this ain't the first place it's happened to either i mean there's no. documentaries on that shit yeah but but yeah go get your card the 17th 
Saturday, April 17th, 10 a.m., 2 p.m. It's going to be Alchemy Wellness on 2441 San Pedro Northeast. Um, it's real painless, and, you know, it's what I mean by that is, you know, you just call, make your appointment. I already did it, and uh, show up on that Saturday with cash, you know. Yep. The phone number, once again, is going to be area code 57. 57- Five nine zero nine two three seven eight, or visit www.alchemy-wellness.org. All the info you need's on there. Uh, support local. Um, you could also go to them for all your uh, cannabis education, CBD needs. They got you covered. Um, yeah, man. Good podcast today. Felt good to be back in person. Yes, sir. Not bad. Not bad. Right on. AJ and Joe show. Thanks for listening. We're out.